0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is a podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. We're back with Mike Bacopio for another real estate management and leadership episode. Please let us know what you think of these short, non-construction focused podcasts. We'd love your feedback. Today's show is brought to you by Central, commercial carpenters and supporters of our conversation. Enjoy the show. Mike, recently you had a post that talked about the value of a college degree. And in specific, I like that you brought in what you would tell your boys. You have two boys or three boys? Three boys. Three boys. They're little,
1: so I have a lot of a lot of time to be wrong.
0: <laughs> they, they won't see this. Yep. You kind of came down as...
1: Anti-college.
0: A no <laughs> on college? Can you give us a little more nuance? Because I, I imagine you're not a hard no. No, no, I'm,
1: I'm not a hard no, I, I, I went to college. Um, I think, so for me, I've, I've observed, um, both through my own experience and, and running a business, um, I've observed patterns that have kind of developed in higher education, certainly around cost and value, that to me, frankly, are really disturbing. Um, so I think the gist of, of the post that I made around, around, the, around what I would tell my boys was really, frankly, a lot of common sense right? Understand the value of what you're getting, understand what the goal is, right? Um, we see a lot of people today incurring 150, 200,000, $250,000 in debt with the end goal of getting a job, um, that might be, they might be passionate about, but pays $45,000 a year. There's nothing wrong with a job that pays $45,000 a year, but you don't spend $250,000 to get afford to acquire it. Um, right. That's a common sense thing. And we've lost that. Um, and and we kind of have bifurcated the end result of college from the college experience. When we said, well, it doesn't matter what I have to pay for the college experience—that's one bucket—and then we'll deal with what my job is and what my earning potential is with another bucket, right? I have no problem if someone wants to spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars to get an MD. Um, that's a great investment, or to get a JD. That's a great investment, right? You you, you that that pays off almost immediately. Um, but we've lost that. Common middle ground where you could go get an education for twenty five or thirty thousand dollars that would set you up, you know, for for your normal career. Um, and and the reality is, I think the the college education that I got, um, which was less than twenty five thousand dollars for all four years at a good state school, I have a bachelor's degree, um, was a great value. That was worth it.
0: Yeah, and you said how much?
1: Twenty five thousand dollars, all in. Um, I think when I started, it was like $3,000 a year at Salem state, right? So, semester, I so yeah. I th- yeah. it might've even been a year when a I year. first started wow. okay. 3,500 a year. I, I was trying to, I was trying to remember that, but it, either way it was, it was, it was a good value for what I was receiving. Um, do I think a run of the mill college education is worth 150, $200,000? Absolutely not. I, I, there's no, that, that is basic math, um, and common sense and, If it's all about the experience, there's a lot better experiences I could give my kids with $200,000 than college, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, and I think think what's happened is we've lost sight because college has become this, A, it's become a thing that everyone has to do. So, right, like we should disrupt that. Everyone doesn't need to go to college, right? I I will not insist that my children go to college. If they want to go to college for something, I will insist that they use some common sense and they are very intentional about it. Um, But there's a lot of other options, especially in the business that we're in, where you can make a phenomenal living, support your family, live a good life, a fulfilling life without a college degree. This nonsense that in order to be successful or in order to be worthwhile or in order to have any self-worth or self-value, you have to go to a four-year college is absolute absolute nonsense.
0: Yeah. And uh, that pulls on an interesting thread, which isn't it all about... um... At the end of the day, you want to have you want to have internal satisfaction yeah. and, and self fulfilling yeah. about who you are, not by external things like I have a diploma from X, right? I have this particular type of job. I don't. I have a white collar job and not a blue collar job. That is, you know. Yeah. So uh,
1: it's very it's very internal, right? I mean, I you know, fairly well known in this industry, certainly locally. Nobody knows where I went to school. Nobody knows there isn't, there isn't a diploma hanging on my wall. It's not hanging on my wall. Right? So nobody knows what I went to school for. Nobody knows what my GPA was and nobody cares and nobody cares. Right? That's, that's, that's the real life truth about this, right? Your, your self-worth, your value, your ability to impact an organization, your ability to disrupt and impact an, an industry. Those don't come from the college degree right? Uh, and I frankly, I, I question, I, you know, I deal with a lot of people. I have lots of a broad diversity of people that work for us in terms of education. I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure the run-of-the-mill liberal arts degree that people are graduating with today has even prepared pe- prepared people for life in any meaningful way above what high school does.
0: I won't disagree. It's, it's really challenging. Yeah, Where I will push back though is, and, you know, you wrote it in the theme of, Uh, what you would tell your boys and I to me to assume that a student that just graduated high school has the mind frame and let me even read it you said make sure your personal core values are grounded firmly before you go if you are depending on college to form those values you will be a hot mess forever. Boy, (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound like me at all. (laughs) Right. So how many high schoolers, you know, have their personal core values dialed in? I
1: I think, I think more than, I I think more than we think could have them dialed in. I think if you were to go back in this country, um, I'm going to sound like an old man. If you go back in this country, 50 or 75 years, let's say 75 years, World War II generation, I think just about every high school had their personal core values dialed in. They were leaving high school to pursue life. They weren't leaving high school to embark on a 10 year gray zone between 20 and 30 that was just parties and pubs and, and exploring themselves. They weren't exploring themselves. Frankly, that generation went to war. And came back and settled down and they didn't settle down and say, Hey, what did I miss out on? I'm going to go explore life. No, they came back and started families. That's why we have the baby boomer generation. They came back from the war, right? So your point about, do I think most high schoolers have those core values grounded today? No, I think that's a real problem because I think college screws them up in a lot of ways and it mixes them all up they don't know which ends up or down they don't understand what's right it's just it's a whole bunch of inputs that they're not prepared to deal with i think we failed earlier in the process and i think for the vast majority of history in the united states and really that's let's confine it to that i don't i don't know what culture is in a lot of other places around higher education or secondary education for that matter but in the us people were far more equipped to leave the nest, so to speak at 18, right? Whether it was college or not, there was a, there was a level of preparation where they could handle money and they could get a job and they could start families. And if you go to our parents' generation, certainly our grandparents' generation, they weren't getting married at 35. And and I'm not saying I have an issue with that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that wasn't the norm. The norm was life started after high school, Right? It wasn't that life started after college or life started after 30, life started after high school and they were prepared for that. And I think we've done kids a disservice today. A lot of it comes back to parenting style. A lot of it comes back to kind of, I think, Gen X and and now today, millennial parents solving for what they didn't get from their parents in how they parent and we're teeing our kids up for a life of dependency instead of a life of independency. And I, your point is valid, right? Do I think most high schoolers today are ready to make, no.
0: But I absolutely think they should be. They should be. I think the, uh, I think the driver of it is expectations. The generations prior that you were talking about, the expectations of their parents was, go get a fucking job. I'm not taking care of you at 18 anymore. Go to work. Yeah, that is, that is not the message now. So... So maybe they weren't any better squared up, maybe they were raised a little differently, maybe they weren't even more emotionally matured, but they were forced to be. They were forced to be. Right. And they the were expectations were that you would do that. Now the expectations is, oh well, you'll have you have time to figure it out. Right. And I don't I think that's that's problematic. And that puts people that are forty-five years old and still paying off college. Right. So I think expectations help change that. Because I think it's harder to fix your point, which is they should be, but that's a hard fix.
1: Oh, it's a generational that that takes a gener that takes that takes a recognition that there's a problem, which I actually, you know, we're having this conversation. Obviously it resonated this post resonated with you. It resonated with a lot of people, right? Um I think there's a recognition right now that something is broken with the college system. It's broken in terms of what it costs. It's broken in terms of the debt problem we have around it. It's broken in terms of it's not actually adequately preparing kids for life. But I don't think just because it's hard to fix that we should ignore it.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm not, no, no, right? no, no, no. And I think yeah.
1: it, comes down to, it comes down to breaking those expectations as a parent, right? The other, you know, one of the other things that like, you know, a lot of this comes down to hard conversations, right? Which is a whole other post we could talk about, right? The ability to have hard conversations in life, in work, at home, whatever it looks like. Parents don't want to tell their kids no or, or tell their kids, listen, I hear you. But that's a really bad idea to spend $250,000 that you're going to borrow to get a basket weaving degree, right? That's not setting you up for success. What the parents more often than not are saying is go to your dream school. We'll remortgage the house, whatever it takes. We don't care what you study. Follow your passion. Look, listen, I, think everybody, I have a lot of fun when I come to work every day. I am following my passion. I think everybody should to some degree follow their passion. Make sure your passion can support you in your life. Right. Figure yes. out how to do that. Everyone can figure that out.
0: Yeah, you can have a day job and then do, huh. your, do your basket weaving at night if that's what you're passionate 100%, 100% about. Hundred percent. And then figure, once it makes or, enough money, you exactly. do it full time.
1: And and that's never been more possible than it is right now with the gig economy and alternative payments and 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 the internet. You know the, the broad reach of of people. Right. That's really possible, and I think. Look, I, I've spent a lot of time, even in high schools, Talk. we, we run a scholarship foundation in, in memory of my brother. I've spent a lot of time in high schools. I, I had this surreal experience in St. Mary's in Lynn when I was talking to a, a crowd of graduating seniors. And I realized that when I mentioned in my talk, I mentioned 9-11, and I realized that none of them no had been alive. born. None yeah. of them had even been born on 9-11. So, like, I had this kind of old person moment. But you talk to those kids— they want the right thing. They're eager for success. They're eager to be independent. They're eager. And it's all, I almost get the vibe that it's the parents holding them back. The parents are forcing the kids into some level of their dream, right? Oh, you have to go to UCLA. That's where I went. Or you have to go to Pepperdine. That's where I went. Or, or you know, we're a Yale family. We have to, right? Like whatever that looks like. I mean, it sounds comical even saying it, but it's not teeing the kids up for success no. in any way.
0: It's funny, I, this is a, a tangent from the college piece, but young people want to know what the guideposts are. What are the rails I have to stay in between? And I used to coach basketball, and you know there would be some of the parents or other people watching that would say that I was too hard on the kids. But I still, there's kids 10 years ago that I caught that, that coach that I still text with and the the thing is, at that age, especially when they're teenagers, they want just tell me the rules. I can follow the rules, but when I think people think like, oh, well, let's not, you know, let's not be too hard on them, and let and, and then they're just they have no direction because they have no guideposts. You have to give people guideposts. They just want to know, like, I'll stay in between the lines. Just tell me where the lines are. You can't say like, oh, well, where do you want the lines to be? That doesn't that doesn't help a young person. At the end of the day, though, with this, I think you're right. It's a long game. It's a cultural shift that needs to go on. But I think if if people could focus on something as simple as return on investment, mm-hmm. then you take out the parenting issues, the ego issues, all that other stuff. Just please look at it pragmatically. Everybody can do that whether they're mature or not, right? What's the ROI on this and what am I willing to pay for it? I think if you can do that, then I think we're going a long way.
1: That's a start. That's a real start with people just being, it's, it's, it's common sense. And sometimes you almost need to let the air out of the balloon and be like, all right, everybody take a deep breath. Stop with the rabid college thing. Think about what you want for your life. Think about what you want for your career. And frankly, to the earlier point we talked about, about being ready to have the, have be grounded and have those core values and be ready to actually make some of these decisions. A career is a big decision. Yeah, it's changeable, but it's still a big decision, right? Like, once you go down that path, for most people, you get through the middle of your life and you're not shifting gears, right? Like, some people do successfully, but very few. So, I'm a big fan. So, you want to go to college? Why not take a year off? Why don't you work for a year? At that age of your life, every additional year is exponential maturity. The level of maturity difference between an 18-year-old and a 20-year-old and a 22-year-old is radical. So... For me, if my boys are 18 years old and they're smart kids and they're responsible kids and they really don't know what they want to do, you better believe I'm going to encourage them to take a gap year or two or 3, go work, join the military, do something with structure and rigidity that teaches you responsibility, makes you I don't care whether it's just a job, but you got to get up every morning, you got to go to work, you got to you got to put your hours in, you got to come home, you got to do what your boss says, you have to listen to instruction. There's a lot of things that are valuable in life that would better serve you in college. So I when I went, we can wrap this up, but when I went to school, I did it with a gap in the middle. So I went for two years and I quit and I worked and I went back to school and finished. And I can tell you that the level, and I, I, I paid the bills both times. It was me writing the checks. The level of performance of me as a student, when I went back the second time, was radically different from the first time, just not because I was any smarter. In fact, arguably in some things I was dumber because you forget some of those arcane math things and stuff as life goes on, right? So when I went back, quote unquote, as an adult, I had a 4.0 GPA. I was only able to pull up my overall GPA to a 3.2. That's how bad it was the first time I was in college, right? Wasn't, wasn't about the level of intelligence. It was about work ethic. It was about commitment. It was about understanding what I was doing. It was about an eye on the goal at the end. I knew what I wanted, Right. You can get that with a little bit of maturity, right? Nothing says college has to have, you know, you don't have to be 18 to be a freshman. There's a lot of 20-year-old freshmen out there, and there's a lot of 22-year-old freshmen out there, and you know what? That's okay, right? That maturity will matter, and you will have, I believe, a better experience and a better outcome, and you will definitely make better decisions around cost and school choice and debt and all of those things with a little bit more
0: maturity. Awesome. I'm up for wrapping it. I would say, in closing, you talk about that—that that working a co-op school. Absolutely, it's a. And I often say to people, it's more about learning what you don't want to do. Yeah. By having your co-op, because you go there, and you say to yourself, "Oh, I never want to sit in a fucking cubicle for a living yeah. in my life." Yeah. Look, this, that 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 learn you learn nothing about your profession, everything, but you. Like, think about that one simple yeah. thing, how that could change your overall happiness.
1: Right. You And, and there's a lot of companies that, like, imagine the, the schools, you, you could intercept it earlier and make better decisions percent. earlier. A lot of companies do it really well. Delbrook has a really good co-op program. They cycle people through. And, you know, we've seen that even internally where we've hired people as a project manager, which is an office job. You get out on the jobs a little bit. But six months, eight months into it, they say, you know what I really want to do? Go on the field. I want to go to the field. I want to be superintendent. Right. And you can transition them, right? That's an easy job to transition. But imagine you intercept that person not in year four of their career, but in literally at step number one, when they're going to school and their first co-op, they realize, man, I love being in the field trail. I love being in the middle of the action. I'm going to be super. I'm going to lean into all the things that make a good super instead of make a good PM or whatever the case may be. Right. So much more success can come from that.
0: Yeah. No. Home run. Last question. <laughs> Boys show up last year of high school. I want to go to trade school, Dad. Yep. What do you say? 100%. All in. Good deal.